I'm your host and facilitator, Billy Ryan and I want to welcome you to The Black Church Leadership Podcast with Master Life Coach and NLP Practitioner, Apostle Martin Wilson. Apostle Wilson's goal for creating this podcast is to help you, as a church leader, to remove the spiritual, mental and psychological hindrances that keep you from being the best version of yourself. We now go to our broadcast already in progress. So welcome to the Black Church Leadership Podcast, where we try to bring you great conversation with pastors, authors, and leaders in our community. We uh, develop this podcast, as we always say, for pastors of small to medium-sized churches to expose them to great leadership material, great uh, educational material, and great leaders and teachers that can give us some things that will make us better pastors. So today is uh, a special day for me. I am excited, excited. I have my my biological sister with me today, and we're going to be looking at her book. Be don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. The three sins of the world. So she sent me a copy. Me and my wife got a wonderful autograph copy, and we're reading. And I want you to help me to welcome Lisa Star Owens. Thank you so much, sis, for being with me this evening. Hello, brother dear. Yes. Bishop Martin Wilson. Oh, yeah, that's me. Just, just don't call me late for dinner. That's what I tell her. Just don't call me late for dinner. So thank you for taking out of your schedule. I, I did forget about the time zone uh, because you're in a whole different time zone than I am. So I then came home and laid down and took a nap and everything. I'm, I'm but you were to... correct. When you sent the invitation, it uh-huh. said six o'clock uh, Central Standard Time. I just wanted to confirm. Gotcha, gotcha, got. I think it converts it because it's Google, so it yeah. probably converted it. So listen, I want us to talk about this book. I want us to talk about you as an author. So tell us a little bit about yourself first, and then we're going to get into this book. Okay, my name is Lisa. Owens, middle name Star, and I grew up in New York City, and then I moved to North Carolina when I was 13. I, when I moved to North Carolina, I stayed with my aunties, and it's when I first met Jimmy Harshaw, my dad, mm-hmm. and then I met all of my siblings, and I graduated from high school in Lenoir, and I joined the military. And then from the military, I did 17 years and got, then I exited and became a government civilian employee. And now I have um, a daughter. She's a junior now. (laughs) And I am a minister at New Chapel Missionary Baptist Church in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, My pastor is Dr. Owendell Davis. Awesome. 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 Listen, uh, I've been watching and following you over the years and I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be able to call you my sister. So tell us a little bit about this book, this book that God has blessed you to be able to author. Yes, absolutely. The book, the purpose of don't be deceived, the three sins of the world, it really centers around first Peter five and eight. Mm-hmm. Stay alert. Mm. Watch out for that great enemy, the devil, because he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Yes. And in order to stay alert, we must be mindful of the three sins of the world, lust of the flesh, Mm -hmm. lust of the eye and the pride of life. 
Mm-hmm. And that's where the inspiration came from. It was from an amazing and intelligent young lady named Brittany Oliver. She's like a little cousin to me. She is my godmother's brother's daughter. Mm-hmm. And one day she was at my house when I lived in Clarksville, Tennessee. And we were just talking about life and aspirations. And she asked me what it is that I like to do. So I told her I love teaching and I love teaching the word of God. Mm -hmm. And she said, have you ever thought about writing a book? And I was like, no. She said, that's another form of teaching. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And from that comment, seven years later, I decided to write this book. And the reason why I picked the title Mm -hmm. was because one day I was sitting at home and I was like, Lord, I know you're good to me, but why did I sin against you constantly? Even when I knew it was hurting me, even when I knew it was wrong, why were you, why, why did I do that to you? But yet, but yet you loved me. You covered me with your grace and your mercy. And that's when this title came up. Mm-hmm. Don't be deceived. The three sins of the world. And I really started looking at the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and the pride of life. Mm, that's good. That's good. That's good. So when, when you think about your book and the principles that God gave you, and we're going to talk, we all want you to cover, talk about some of the deep principles that are in it. What, what made you, what made you think when I write this, it's going to make a difference in someone's life. Well, I was thinking because many times we are not aware, you know, we act on a sin and then we regret Mm -hmm. that sin. We regret doing what it is that we do. So sometimes we are unaware of how did we get here? Mm -hmm. I know I was here, but how did I get there? Mm -hmm. And why did I have that desire? And so this book exposes Satan's tactics. Mm -hmm. He comes the same way every time. However, we have to be mindful of what's going on in our head first. Mm -hmm. And when we are mindful of what's going on in our head, we can see it. But now we're not going to always get it right. right. The Lord knows that. That's why he gives us his grace and his mercy are fresh every day. However, when we learn Satan's tactics, Mm -hmm. when we're reading God's word, when we are just having that personal time with him, then we become, we get stronger and stronger. And we do those trials and tribulations that we have to face. Mm -hmm. They do make us stronger because now we can sit back, we can look at them, we can say yes. And we have a testimony and now we can help somebody else that's going to come along our way with that same situation. And so this book really helps to expose Satan and how he comes at us. That's good. That's good. What do you feel makes your book different from any other book of this particular genre? I think because how I, because of how I show you how Mm -hmm. it is, how I show you Satan's tactics. Mm -hmm. Like I really walk you through the lust of the, uh, the lust of the eye. I walk Mm -hmm. you through the lust of the flesh. I walk you through the pride of life. I show you how, when he first comes in, how he comes in, Mm -hmm. 
And many times we don't even know it's that subtle very feeling or that subtle look or something we heard. It snowballs wow. into something bigger. Wow, that's good. That's good. So without giving away the book, because I, I, I've went through and for those of you that read it, this is a real book. She, this, this is not a fairy tale. This is not sugarcoated. She gives deca- details on how we can really beat the enemy. So what would you say is the main principle? If you had to give one of the main principles that you want the reader to walk away with, what would it be? I think the main principle supports the great commandment mm-hmm. Talk to, to love your God with all your heart, all your soul and all of your mind. Mm-hmm. Because when you set your mind, heart and soul on the Lord, then you want to do right. Yes. yes. You want to be obedient to his word. Then you are in a position to love your neighbor as yourself, which is the, the second greatest commandment. Mm-hmm. And I know people probably wondering, how does don't be deceived correlate with the great commandment? Well, when you love God with all your heart, mind and soul, then you sin less and you want to see, you know, why did I do this? And then you are more than likely not to repeat it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because the closer you get to God, the more that hurt comes when you yes. know you don't, you've done something oh, wrong. Yes. You can't sleep good. Mm-hmm. You can't eat right. Especially if you know you wronged your brother or sister, you have to go to them and say, I'm sorry, please yeah. forgive me. Let's get that's that what happens mm-hmm. the closer you get to the Lord. That's and cool. so that's what this book, the principle is based on the great commandment. The more you love God, the more you want to see the difference. I mean, we see the revelation of why you do what you did. Mm, that's good. So let me go off script for a minute. Sis. <laughs> let me go off script just for a minute. What would you say to that person that really, really loves God and is struggling? They're, they're, they're in a real battle, a real fight, that mental fight that you were talking about, that battlefield of the mind. How, how, how would you, if that person come to you and said, please, I see your book. I see how God is changing and working in you. Help me. Give me something to grab hold on that will pull me out of this place of almost playing with God. I love God, but I I love my sin. I would tell them to hold on. I was there. I was there when I was going to church. I was doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like I still continued to do wrong. And I remember falling on my knees and praying, saying, Lord, help me. I don't want to do wrong anymore. Help me. And right after that prayer, I still fell. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I never give up yeah. because God yeah. knows your heart. No matter what people are saying around yes. you, you just shut out all the naysayers. Mm-hmm. Continue to fall on your knees because, see, sometimes... We don't understand when we continue to do something wrong, there is a stronghold of something attached to us. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. sometimes we got to go through a process 
for that thing to fall off. Yes. And so I say, hold on, continue to walk, continue to do your best. Eventually, yes. you're going to be delivered and you will be in a position to help others. That's good. That's good. So now what what we used to be able to say, and, and I, I like to always put this out to the preachers. We used to could say, well, long as you're in somebody's church. But I don't really think we can say that anymore. Hmm. What would you, that person that, that, that Maybe going to a church that's not supportive, that's not uh, helping them in a way that that is able to get help them get the deliverance that they need. What would you tell that person? How would you minister to that person? I would tell them to pray fast and ask God to lead them to a Bible based church. And mm -hmm. what do I mean about that? Many times. I've seen it. You've seen it. You go to church and there's a lot of talking going on, but yeah. not one scripture yeah. has been provided to anyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When a preacher gets up, it should be based on a scripture. Yes. And that scripture, when they are sharing the word, the Bible reference itself. So you yes. don't have to really go out nowhere else. <laughs> To get an explanation, the Bible is going to tell you the explanation now because, you know, some ministers have been through some stuff. Being a minister, they have ministered a lot of people. They've seen a lot. They can use several different experience experiences to share in the application so mm -hmm. other people can understand. However, it should be centered around the word of God. Yes. You, you got, and that's so important because there, as you said, there's so much that is falling under the auspices of church that is mm -hmm. not real ministry. And I, I think it's really hurting the body of Christ, really yes. hurting the body. So talk to us about your spiritual journey. What, what helped you and, and what are some of the things that God used to get you to where you are today? I think my spiritual journey stemmed around some of the things in this book that it speaks about. And if I can be real, yes, sexual immorality, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, uh, fornication. Mm -hmm. I struggled with that for a lot of years mm -hmm. and I didn't understand the, the stronghold that was attached yes. to me. Soul ties. Yes. And so having gone through all of that and having God delivered me, that helped me to write this book along with the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Mm -hmm. And then I've seen, I've witnessed different things mm -hmm. with my own eyes that helped me to write this book. That's good. That's good. What would you say are some of the challenges that you face while writing this, because I know the enemy does not like it when, uh, you know, even as you said, uh, your friend said, this is a form of teaching uh, and it's a it's a process. So I know within the process, there had to be some challenges. What are some of the challenges that you face while writing? You know, honestly, I, I had no spiritual challenges and I'm gonna tell you why. Nobody knew I was doing it. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> that was smart. <laughs> I didn't share it with a lot of people. It was just me and the Lord. I would um, get up early in the morning and me and the Lord would just write. 
But I had some creative challenges. Mm, okay. My challenges were writing in and of itself. You mm. know, when I was going to college, I had attended University of Maryland when I was in Germany. They used to have a contract over there where the teachers would fly over there and teach us. Okay. And when I was in the military. And I wrote a paper. Now, I this was in my master's degree program. I have been a high school graduate. I've got my associate's degree. I got my bachelor's degree. When I received this paper back from the teacher, he failed my paper and he told me he didn't understand how I've gotten as far as I got oh, wow. because I did not know how to write. Are you serious? He crushed me. I remember going in the restroom and I just cried to God. And I felt at that moment, I, did, I felt God wrap his arms around me like it was going to be okay. I left that university because that was only my second class. And God led me to University of Oklahoma. And they had a human relations degree program, master's degree program. Mm -hmm. And so I started in that degree program and that it, it really blessed me because human relations is more about counseling. Yes. It's in that background. Mm -hmm. And I wrote a paper to one of the professors and his response was, you are a great writer. So, oh, wow. <laughs> and so now I'm writing this book. I'm still, yes. I still hear the naysayer, yes. but yes. then I hear the other professor and so I did have a lot of grammar challenges. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of challenges where the, you know, the information didn't really flow well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the beginning because as the Lord was sharing with me, I couldn't get it all yes. down. Sometimes I would go back to the book and be like, what did, what did I say? What did I mean by that? You know, <laughs> he, he, especially when he's flowing. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Wow. So but I would say that, that, huh? You had to deal with that mental challenge of. Yes. That's good. That's good. If, if, what would you say to that, that person that may have experienced some of the challenges that you, you've had with someone telling them, well, you're, you're not smart enough. You're, you're not a good writer. What would you say to them at this point after you have manifested <laughs> <laughs> the, in product, what would you say to that person that that may be saying, well, I know I'm supposed to write. I know I'm supposed to put out a book. What would you say to them? I would tell them to write, mm -hmm. just write, because as long as you do, if the Lord is leading you, it's going mm -hmm. to succeed. Yes. You're yes. going to, if the Lord, what you say, if the Lord bring you to it, he's going to bring you through it, right? That's it. So I would tell them to just write because along your path, he will send people to help you. For this particular book, I've had two editors, but I've had several different people review it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I will tell you, the raw draft manuscript was raw. <laughs> but the lady, the first lady that edited the book, she really helped pull it together for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It still wasn't where it is right now, but... She helped pull it together. And that was like uh, the first edition. Because actually this book was released online only. And it had a different cover. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. And then three years later, I was led to an actual publishing company. Okay. Where 
she really put the final touches on it and she changed the cover, which made it, it was more welcoming. The, the final cover is more welcoming. Okay. So I would just say, don't stop. If somebody, if God puts something on your heart, don't stop. The enemy wants you to stop, mm-hmm. but don't mm-hmm. stop. If a person that is not saved, that's not in the church, pick this book up. What would they, what would they think about it? I think they will receive a comprehensive view of theology and sin. That's good. That's good. And it addresses the creation of people, Mm -hmm. the introduction of sin, and ways in which we can be victorious against sin and temptation. (laughs) It really gets to the basics Mm -hmm. of God, who he is, how he created us Mm -hmm. and how we can walk in him. That's good because I've learned that there are a lot of people who may not dart anybody's church door that Mm -hmm. is reading good material. They're, they're, they're looking for someone that is not going to judge them or a way that they can learn and not be judged. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So can you describe you're right. You, you, you talked about your writing process. You, so what was your routine? Like you said, you got up in the mornings and how, how, and then how did that flow? I would wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> like you're doing right now. Club. Yes. <laughs> A lot of things happens in the morning time. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize there was so much time between, and, and I know that sounds crazy. So much time between 4am and time for me to go to work. I didn't realize I could get so much done. Yes, yes. And I would get up and I had this dining room, but I turned it into like a sitting room. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there and I would just write with me and the Lord. And we would just write and I would just write. And then eventually I put it on paper. Now I did have an outline mm-hmm. and that were the chapters. Okay. So that kind of helped me stay within the chapter. Okay. In hindsight, looking back, I think my difficulty came from not continuing in the outline. You know, when you go to school, the APA style tell you yes. to do the introduction, the body, topics, subtopics, mm-hmm. et cetera. And then the conclusion, well, I wish I had to continue that flow. Mm-hmm. That would have helped me really stay within the content. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My, well, I would just say this. My first draft wouldn't have been so raw. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. And, it, and, it's, and for, for those of you that may be thinking about writing and, and God's given you something, it is really good to talk to someone who has wrote before so they can help you through some of the challenges. Because I promise you, when God gets to talking, you might have notes all over the place. I remember my wife, when she wrote her book, it was like, I don't know where to, how to, I've got all these notes. I don't know how to, I did, I did the shortcut. I, I didn't do an outline. I did a mind map. So okay. I, I had a big old map on the, on it. So I kind of knew which way, but it can definitely be a challenge. Definitely be a challenge. So talk to us about you as a minister. What is God doing for you in ministry? In ministry, the Lord has blessed me to be able to read his word. And I would see little things in his word. Because I'm going to tell you, 
just one sentence unpacks a lot. Yes, yes. <laughs> when you're looking. Yes. And he's allowing me to look at his word and really see the secrets. I remember I, I host a women's Bible study okay. every second and fourth Mondays of the month. And it's virtual. It's okay. on Zoom. And as I'm studying, you know, you got to be in prayer. Yes. If somebody's, you know, you can't just you can't teach and preach God's word without studying it. Because when you study God's word, it ministers to self first. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and so, and I remember it was something I was studying and I was like, Lord, I'm not getting this. I don't mm -hmm. understand it. Help me. I promise you, Bishop. Wilson, he opened up my eyes and I can see it. And I'm going to tell you what it's about. That study is getting ready to come up and okay. when we come together. But it was the lady that helped Joshua and Caleb, Rahab, Rahab, mm -hmm. Rahab. the prostitute. Uh -huh. And I said, Lord, now this lady was a prostitute. No, I said this lady lied. Not that she was a prostitute. I, I, that was wrong. I said she lied. She lied, Lord. You say lying is, you know, that's part of the Ten Commandments. Thou shall not lie. But yet right, she right. lied. And yet you blessed her. Do you know, Bishop Wilson, I sat there and I looked up in the sky and I was talking to him. And then I started researching and I saw People, your mm. flesh is looking at the lie, but you missed the whole blessing. Right. And the blessing was she knew me, she feared me, and she loved me. If you go to the scripture, you will see that Rahab was telling them who they were and who they mm -hmm. served. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like, okay, because her heart, she already knew who God was. Right. That's why right. God blessed her now for the lie. The Lord showed me, you don't know if she repented. That's right. That's right. And not only that, you don't know what she had to reap from that. Even mm -hmm. though she was blessed, even though me and you are blessed, when we sin, guess what? We reap. Yes. We, yeah. we reap what we sow, right? Exactly. You know, so, and and sometimes when we sin and we ask God for forgiveness, he does. He always wiped the slate clean when yes. we ask for forgiveness with a sincere heart. Mm -hmm. But we do reap what we sow. So that's what God showed me is many people focus on the lie, but they're not focusing on her heart and her knowing who I was. Yes. Him, yeah. him, gee, God, you know. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Listen, how can people get a hold of this book? And I know everybody would like to have an autographed copy like I do, but how can they get a hold of your book? <laughs> they can go to Amazon. Okay. Okay. And type the title in, or they can go to my website. And if you they go to my website, it's a little bit more expensive because I will yes. give you an uh, uh, autograph it. Okay. Okay. And I will send the, you know, the, the, you know, the divider. Okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> the bookmark. Along yes. with it. Okay. And that you can, you can go to surrenderall4.com, my website. 
listen, definitely make sure you, you send that to me so I can have it on the video when we do that. Well, okay. this is, this is exciting. How can they, how can they follow you on social media in case they want to, they want to follow you may want to reach out and uh, just, just talk with the, with the Reverend, bless the Lord. <laughs> Actually, I do have a website that I post weekly and the Lord, you know, he put this on my heart. I post weekly positive thought for the week. Okay. And it's a scripture that I explain. And it is Surrender All website. Okay. On okay. Facebook. On Facebook. Thank you. Yes, mm -hmm. we will. So now when's the podcast coming out? I don't know. The Lord still, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how to do that. I get so afraid, Look, you know, getting your brother help you with that. Your brother help you. You just, when the Lord say, <laughs> when the Lord say, you let me know, I will definitely okay. help you with that. So uh, I guess the, the biggest question, is there another book coming? It is. It is. And it's going to be about relationships. Okay. Okay. That is wonderful. That is one. This has been good. This has been good. Listen, yeah, go ahead. Right quick. And I, I say relationships, even though I have not succeeded, <laughs> I definitely can tell you what not to do. <laughs> yes. uh, believe me, for real. That's our greatest teacher. What not to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Listen, I can't wait till you're, you're, you're coming this way and, or, or we get our own building and we can get you to come in and to minister for us. But this has been a joy. So listen, readers, those of you that like read, this is, this is not a, a real thick book. This is something that you can sit down on a Saturday with a warm cup of coffee or a big cup of tea and sit out on the porch since it's cool and read this. And I believe that you're really going to be blessed. I just went through and, and uh, been reading at the chapter so I could I could have some questions to ask, but I don't want to give the book away. Listen, you need you need this book. You the, the, my favorite chapter so far is the hook. That was <laughs> the, the, the hook. Yeah, yeah. The lust of the eye. The lust of the eye. So this is a wonderful read from what I've, I've, I've gotten into so far. When you when you start reading it, I believe it'll be something that you will not want to put down. So what would be your last thoughts of encouragement that you would want to leave with the listeners? You know, my favorite scripture, Romans 8 and 28. All things work together for the good to those who love the Lord and to those who are called according to his purpose. Mm, that elaborates this, elaborate. On that scripture? Yes. I mean, even when you feel like you're, the trials and tribulations that you face because of, let's say, the sin that you committed, God knows if you don't, if you don't give up, mm. God knows how to take that sin and chastise you, correct you, and bless you. <laughs> He's just that good. Just that and good. when he does it, it's bearable. Mm. It's bearable. And so when I when I look at that scripture and it says all things, that means everything that you could go through. If you don't give up, if you stay connected with him, 
if you continuously um, spend that time with him, because none of us are perfect. Yes. I can't yeah. judge you. You can't judge me because if I judge right. you, I he going to judge me. And I don't want him to judge me. <laughs> no, for real. It's going to work for your good. Why? Because you are called according to his purpose and you, purpose. you love him. You yes. love him. That's the key. Love God. Yes. And when you love God, it's nothing. I cannot fake it. And and even if I did, I might can get away with Bishop Wilson thinking, oh, she the real deal. Come she on, the real Christian. But God knows. He knows. Yes. He knows our heart. He knows us better than we know ourselves. So it's you just got to be real because he knows. Right. And I'm going to tell you something. There has been times when I got on my knees and I was getting ready to confess. And just in the confession, even though he knew, it hurt it. Yes. I was yes. almost uh, ashamed to mm -hmm. go before the Lord with my yes. confession because. And he already knew. He already knew, but now I know. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> he knows. Wow. Wow. And so, but it's good. It, it cleansed me eventually. And now I'm thankful. Yes. That I had to go through everything I went through because I would not be able to have this conversation. Yes. I would not be able to get real with anyone right. about right. anything because I believe until you deliver, you ain't gonna, you're not gonna say nothing because you don't want to be exposed. Exactly. That's good. And, and just by saying that, that shows that you have got to that place to where the relationship with him is real. Some people are yeah. still at religion. They're still at that religious place. But when it gets to the place to where you're confessing and it hurts, it hurt. You hurt because you know that it hurts him. Yes. That's real relationship. That is good. That is good. Thank you so much. Listen, guys, I want you to follow my sister on Facebook. I want you to get her book. I want you to buy her book. Listen, preachers. Preachers. Uh, now, I don't know if she if she's on the road yet, but I need you to go ahead and and uh, uh, send her a message. Get your secretary to send a message. Get my my pre uh, my, my 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 preaching sister some open doors. I believe that she has a word from God. She shared just a little bit with us tonight. So, sis, thank you so much, so much. This has been the Black Church Leadership Podcast. We come to you every. Thursday with a new episode of the Black Church Leadership Podcast. I just want to say thank you, Bishop Wilson, for having me. Yes. And I just pray that God blesses your ministry, blesses this podcast, so that it will truly be a blessing to many people and it will uplift God because what he say, if you lift him up, he will draw all men. And I just pray for many blessings over you, your wife, your family, and your ministry. Thank you, thank you. In thank Jesus' you. name. In Jesus' name. Ain't that it? <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> you have been listening to the Black Church Leadership Podcast with Master Life Coach and NLP Practitioner, Apostle Martin Wilson. We ask that you follow Apostle on all major podcast outlets. Sponsored by Billy Ryan Life and Executive Coaching and the Ecclesia Ecumenical Leadership and Church Growth Development Network. Executive Producer, Billy Ryan. <laughs>